ladies and gentlemen. We are back with another episode of Chasing the Chip, and this would not be a Phantom production if it were not for some technical difficulties. Uh, my guest is currently having issues with his camera settings, so we're going to wait until he joins back in to start the show. But how are y'all doing, Chad? Up oh, there he is. <laughs> All right, let's see. Once Ray joins back in, we should be all right. I'll do the whole intro and everything. Alrighty. Is your camera see, good, Ray? No? Oh, Lord. Oh, there oh, he is. Let's go. There he is. Oh! <laughs> all right. Oh, there he goes again. It's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of Chasing <laughs> the Chip. My name is uh, Moise. I'll be your host as usual. No Dree this week. Uh... Uh, she doesn't want to talk about the Wizards, as per usual. So I brought on a friend who does. Artist Yo, and... what's up, uh, everybody? My name's Ray. I'm sorry. I'm sorry my camera keeps going out, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. I'll there go you ahead, go. Ma. I'll let you take Artist it. and music producer extraordinaire, Ray. How you doing, bro? Outside of the technical difficulties, how you feeling? Doing good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm chilling, man. Thank you for having me, bro. I've, you know, I've been asking you for a while to come on here to just talk mm -hmm. hoop. So I'm just, I'm happy to just talk to you, dude. Seriously, like we do this anyway, so yeah. why not? I mean, yeah, me and Ray <laughs> usually talk during Wizards games, as it is, just kind of shooting the shit, talking with friends. So figure, all year, might as well translate, do it for the show because <laughs> we watch a lot of Wizards game together, so we know yeah. a lot of what's going on with this team. And what's going Gosh. on with this team is a pile of dog shit for the most part. So, oh man, what a season, bro! Like, where do we even begin, bro? Let's start. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Let's start with the playoffs because obviously, okay. season just wrapped up. Uh, we talked mm -hmm. about the first two games last week's show. Mm -hmm. It was not a great performance uh, for the first couple games. They had one good performance uh, in game yeah. four, uh, two other poopy performances in games three and five. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So the entire purpose of this Wizards team making the playoffs was to show some young development. So yeah, something to build off for next year because otherwise making the playoffs is completely pointless, right? Yeah. Well, I think it was. I wish Denny would have had the chance to like get that experience. And, and Thomas Bryant. Like, it sucks that he got hurt. Yes, and Thomas Bryant. It sucks that they got hurt, but I mean Rui. That was so beautiful to see, like how. The fans were going crazy. He had a career high, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. On playoff four, career. Uh, I think he had 20, 20 points and 14 rebounds, I believe, in game four. Yeah, like. And played monstrous amazing. defense. Uh, just yep. really, really was very good for a lot of stretches of that game. Showed that. Yep. And I mean, the entire purpose when you get to the playoffs when it comes to basketball is to see what you have in these young pieces. If Rui can do that once. He can do it consistently. Oh, 100%. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's the main takeaway. If he can do that in the playoffs at least once, you know he's solid. He can do that like whenever. And the Wizards are looking at a guy who at points looked like a role player at his peak. Now you know he's potentially <laughs> a star on both ends. And I'm, I'm a long bit of Rui guy. Like, I got his jersey in his rookie year. <laughs> last year's City jersey. I'm a big Rui hey. guy. Definitely had his hey, moments where he I looked young. You. <laughs> Definitely had his moments For where he looked sure. young. He's sure. kind of, I, you kind of saw him grow up this year a little bit, didn't you? Hundred percent, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Like when, so I, I remember when we drafted him, like it was yesterday, man. Like, cause I was in Toronto with family, and 
I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know much about him, okay? And I'm like, yo, I'm hoping get Michael Porter Jr. No, no, sorry, that's no. that's a different Cam Reddish, that's, probably. No, that's the same one, right? No, no, no that was the year before. That was twenty. The year before. Anyways, I'm thinking, I'm like, bro, I hope we just get someone solid. I'd never even heard the name Rui Hachimura in my life. They pick him, bro. I go ape shit. Like my family's like, why are you tripping? Like, you haven't even seen him play. Anyways, we fast forward, man. Like, I'm happy, bro. Like, I can't even believe I was tripping. This guy, he's legit, and he's going to be amazing for us. I could see the same thing that happened with Beal and John happen to him here. Just develop mm -hmm. and become a great player for his position. Honestly. I thought Rui was an all right pick at the time. You know, Gonzaga boy. Never going <laughs> to complain true. about that. <laughs> but, yeah. I think in this postseason specifically, uh, the first couple games you saw him get into a lot of foul trouble early on and kind of yeah. couldn't stick with Tobias Harris, which isn't really his fault. I mean, he's not a wing. Yeah. He's a power forward. He's being asked to guard like Ben Simmons and uh, Tobias Harris, yeah. who are two of the faster wings in the league. Which, by the way, Tobias Harris, you got to give it to him. He's improved a lot. Oh, my goodness. Like, Hold up, let me he's see. solid. Let me just solid. double check because uh, that uh, – as we're recording this, the Hawks are playing the 76ers, and I'm pretty sure That's we're getting a right. Tobias Harris stink, uh, stinker right now. <laughs> Give me a second. Uh, Tobias Harris, sure 18 going... points. All right, he's doing all right. Joel Embiid is still kind of carrying them. What, what, uh, what quarter is it in? It is the fourth quarter. They're wrapping it up. It looks like the, the Hawks oh, are up okay. 14. They were kind of shitting on them all game. Oh, wow. Really? That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're in, a, you're in Atlanta. You should know this. No, I, I know, but I wasn't expecting them to come out on game one, like in Philly, just stealing the, you know, at home. Like that's, on him. I was pretty crazy. Trey Young has been I'm definitely going. Season. I'm definitely going to a game like downtown. Um, as I don't know if you guys know, I'm in Atlanta. Uh, I moved out of Virginia. I was there basically my whole life, Northern Virginia. Went to what? T.C. Williams High School, George Mason. Um, and that's and why then, you've yeah, been cursed with Wizards fandom. <laughs> yes exactly bro exactly people keep telling me like dude just switch to atlanta like they're on the come up I'm, i can't do that like it's hard it's hard man look man like once you once you commit to the john wall thing like dc is you're just in dc bro there's nothing you can in your do. blood yeah man so let's stick with that though because the guy who uh was traded for john wall did not have a great playoff showing uh russell westbrook mm. i know you were kind of on the russell westbrook bandwagon a lot of the year and he played <laughs> Played well for part of the year. Uh, yeah. He had a really good stretch toward the end of the season. Where yeah. He broke the triple well, double I... record, everything. But yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. It it's hard to from like you know how much I've bashed. I've bashed Russell Westbrook publicly yeah. on this podcast. I bashed him on Twitter. which is fair. Which is fair to do. Let's be let's be real. Like Absolutely. when it comes to basketball, any team sport, any sport, really, you're allowed to critique people. You're allowed to say what. It's like throwing you off when you watch the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're okay to do that, bro. Of course. And yeah, me and Ray have a lot of differing basketball opinions. Just throwing <laughs> We usually find common ground, but we have a lot yeah. of differing basketball opinions. Yeah. Uh, hey, we appreciate the tier one gifted sub, Gray Wolf 122 Thank you very much. That's right. Hey, sub to, sub to the podcast, man. They're <laughs> yeah. awesome. They're killing it, for real. Follow on all platforms. But yeah, let's back to, back to basketball. So Russell Westbrook, yeah. he had a really, really rough showing generally speaking mm -hmm. i felt like a lot of the um uh a lot of the philly defense was kind of giving him issues early on yeah ben simmons namely was kind of giving him a bunch of trouble because he could he can't muscle down people this year a lot you saw westbrook kind of posting smaller dudes up go make his way yeah. to the basket can't do that yeah. when you're being guarded by a 6'10 powerful that's very true <laughs> i didn't even think about that 
credit to Philly though, like their defense was pretty elite against us. Granted, we like Our what were we doing? Trash. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what were we doing? But still, Philly, they were a very solid defensive team. And uh And they have been all season. Exactly. And with Russ, like I wouldn't even pin it on him, honestly. It's something that as a longtime Wiz fan, like you if you've been following this team long enough, you knew this wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of gave set some expectations for me. And I just I get why people were saying things about Russ, but it's really not on him. It's a collective thing. Like we have lots of issues and let's just run it back next year. Hopefully he's, you know, healthy. You run it back? And we can bro, let's start if we start the season the way we picked up midway, we could be a solid team. But I don't know, bro. A lot of that was against so a lot of the uh the critiques against that and that idea was that we played a lot of teams that were kind of doo-doo during that stretch. During that 17 and 6 end of this season, True. kind of fire True. run where everybody was popping off. Looked like we had some momentum carrying into the playoffs. We played nobody. We got to the Let, playoffs, we got exposed. Let's be real though. Let's be real though. The Wizards are known for playing up to their competition. So it's we just like, saw even them though... get fucking dog walked by Philly. <laughs> Look, even though those teams were shit, I'm sorry, can I curse? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> even though those teams were shit, like, uh, we were just matching their energy. Like, that's just, uh, man. <laughs> what, man. What can I say about the Wizards? Like, I can say, I can sit here right, and let's say. Think, let's stick in the playoffs. Let's stick in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Because yeah, yeah. we saw a lot of the flaws come to light because we saw a lot of great basketball being played during that stretch. But when we got to the playoffs, mm-hmm. all of our flaws came to light. Yeah. It's not the same flaws that we went into the beginning of the season with, but there's some similarities. Yeah. And unironically, a guy you mentioned at the beginning of the show, Denny Avdia, would have helped a lot in this playoff run. Because uh, a big thing they lacked was a wing defender. It get, that's what gave them mm-hmm. so much trouble with mm-hmm. Tobias Harris in game one, when he dropped like 37. Yeah. They had Rui on him, who was in foul trouble. Then they didn't really have an answer outside of that, right? There was no wing depth on this team. And nobody can play defense for their life. So, oh, unless your name is Daniel Gafford or Rui Hachimura. <laughs> and then you exactly. have to rely on the refs to not call a foul every other play. Well, but, to your point, when you say, like, everything came to light, that's also, and I keep saying this, but it's true. Like, again, credit to Philly. When you have someone like Doc Rivers that can analyze the game and just be like, oh, well, I know you're trash here, you're trash here, you're trash here. You're going to get exposed. And mm-hmm. that's basically what happened with us. Honestly. And that's what happens with good coaches, uh, which is something we don't have. So, <laughs> exactly. Because that exactly. was another issue, is coaching in well. this entire series. Scott Brooks was outclassed in this series by Doc Rivers. Man, Doc bro, Rivers Beal is not the greatest power... coach in the league. Well, when I saw Beal <laughs> at the power forward, I that knew hilarious. that was like, come on, man. It come... worked for a little bro. bit. They cut the lead nah, to like six after it was like 15. <laughs> I just can't, man. Another gifted sub from Grey Wolf 122. Thank you, sir. Appreciate awesome. you. Awesome. Hey, shout out Coming to you, in man. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it was definitely uh, a Scott Brooks special with a lot of these because all of his <laughs> all of his specific weaknesses were definitely under a magnifying glass in the series. The rotations yeah. were terrible, like you said, a four guard lineup when you're against yeah. one of the bigger teams in the NBA. Their point exactly, guard is 6'11". Like, doesn't really make a lot dude, of sense. Their, M- their MVP candidate was their big man, and we're going small. Like, what? Yeah, Robin Lopez is the only big in that lineup as yeah, well. Like, which he was killing it half the time. Let's, let's 
Yeah, good I mean, uh, Rolo, Rolo had a hell of a season, man. I called yeah. him prime Hakeem Olajuwon for that hit shot. That was hilarious. When I heard you say that, I was dying, man. <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, he definitely had some good stretches. Uh, I think he was one of their – he was probably their best big in the game they won. He shot like seven of eight and kept them in the game. He made yep. sure their foot was on the gas pedal. Yep. I had a friend that lives here in Atlanta call me and was like, dude, I didn't know Robin Lopez was that good. I'm like, bro – I'm just as shocked as you, okay? Like, well, he, I'll take it though. He had one hell of a season. I mean, I was definitely on the critique Robin Lopez trade for most of the season because yeah. a he beginning of the year he wasn't providing anything offensively, defensively. He did nothing positive on mm. the basketball court. Definitely picked up his interior defense. Then yeah. added that goofy looking hook shot. Gave himself some bench production. <laughs> I don't think he. I still don't think he really earned the MLE money that he got. He got like nine million dollars on a one year deal or seven. $7 million on a one-year deal. Okay, okay. He didn't well, do that much, especially when you consider, like, the amount of impact Daniel Gafford had on a $1.2 million true, contract. True. No, you're right. When you put it like that, that you definitely make some good points. I think the one thing I will say about Robin Lopez, and it's kind of a maybe a Scott Brooks thing, he loves, like, big men that are strictly fundamentals, like straight pick and roll, straight, like, you're just going to the paint. Um, and I think Robin Lopez provided that, I, like he did his job. Like I, I knew what he, they brought him for and he did that. He didn't do anything extra, which I guess, you know, <laughs> he did, he did around what you expected him to maybe a little more with the hook shot and the hook shot yeah, was actually exactly. super necessary to this team's yeah. success. Uh, because yeah. when they lost Tom, I put that in air quotes for people who can't see, uh, he, <laughs> when they lost Thomas Bryant's scoring efficiency and, uh, that helped. Two more gifted subs from King Ty. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, hey. or no, one more gifted sub. Appreciate you. Eight <laughs> for the channel from Ty. What a legend. Hey. Uh, yeah, no, but Robin Lopez's hook shot was actually super, like I said, super crucial to the modicum of success this team had. Just because bench scoring was another lack this team had. And it was very obvious in this Philly series. Well, every year, honestly. Every year every since year, 20... Uh... Since Randy Whitman left. It's been Since I could remember. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And there's a lot that can be done. We'll go into what this team can do in a little bit. I want to keep on this. Okay. Um, so the playoffs kind of exposed a lot of other issues as well. Half court scoring is a huge, huge issue for this team. I don't know if it's a Scott Brooks issue. I don't know if it's a Russell Westbrook issue. And I don't know if it's a personnel in general issue. Sorry. Like, say that again. You said it half what? Half court scoring. Just scoring when not us? in transition. Yes. Scoring not in okay, transition. Okay. Like not on the break. Oh, that's eight yeah. more bits oh yes. Yes. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And that was another you. reason. I don't think Philly's defense is quite as good as we made them look, which we're kind of seeing mm. with this Hawks series right now. That's uh, an interesting point. Okay. Okay. But if Russ can't slow down the pace, we saw a lot of this in the regular season as well. Russ slowing, uh, not slowing the pace down, but instead dribbling the ball up to the like the elbow and taking a jump and shot with the, 22 the seconds shot. left into the, uh, in the shot clock left. Those, that's not winning basketball. That's not efficient basketball. That's not smart basketball. I'll say for sure, out of all the things Russ provides, you know, to the game, um, and I'm going to quote, I think LaMelo said this, something about, you know, you take the good with the bad when you bring so much to the game. You know what I mean? And that's just one of the things. I mean, it's I one of the bad. like you. Yeah, I hate that, that he'll just dribble the ball up and you know what? Bank shot. Bam. Mm -hmm. Just shoot it. And like, 
or the high turnovers per game. Yes, but those are the two on the, biggest on the, knocks on Russ. Yeah. Exactly, but on the contrary, like he's gonna, bro, he's gonna be where the ball is. Yep, and you can't ask for more. Honestly. Well, let's stick with what he what he does provide then, because what he does provide is great and super super helpful because he provides really good passing, uh, and I think he led the league in assists, and he's probably the best rebounder yeah. on the team. Yeah. And watching him rebound is actually crazy, right? Like, what the heck? You got like two guys who are like 6'11 with long arms. Appreciate the 100 bits, Grey Wolf. I think that's, I don't actually don't know who Grey Wolf is. Let us know in the chat who you are by name, if I remember you. (laughs) Uh, But yes, um, where was it? Yo, is my camera still on, by the way? Yes, it is. Hey, let's go. But yeah, so what he does, what Russ does provide is the assist numbers and the rebounding. And Uh honestly, my favorite part about Russell Westbrook is the rebounding. It's super, super fun to watch really? this 6'4 point guard run up and jump over three people to grab a rebound. That's when you I, see how hard yeah. he hustles above all else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I love his playmaking, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. in the past, I didn't pay attention to it. You know, I think I just kind of looked at it like everyone else, just a stat or oh, whatever. You got 10 assists this game. It's padding those when, stats you know, trying to get the triple double. <laughs> yeah, you know, apparently, but... Um, you know, just actually seeing him like these passes are not the like bits are he's about to in. Sorry, go ahead. You good? It's not like he's about to do a layup and then he's like, "Nah, here you go, bro. You do it for me." No, this guy is like no look, fume, like passing it. Like this guy is really smooth with the playmaking, legitimately. And then you throw on the rebounding, like you said, the hustling, bro. If he drops twenty five points a game, it's a wrap. Like no, a 30, no, 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 no. I disagree we're gonna have a, heavily no, here. We're going to have a good game at least. Why. We're going to have a good game at least. Let me explain why. Okay. <laughs> for Russell Westbrook to get 25 points, that man needs 45 shots. So, no. Oh, Honestly, like I'm going to be real. Oh. I'm going to be real. I think the <laughs> ideal role for Russell Westbrook is to be Draymond Green. 100%. Play the oh. best defense you can possibly play as a player. You can be the you primary ball handler. Not, I would rather, rather him shoot not. two times a game than shoot 25 mm. All I but want he, hold is on, for hold you on, hold to on. play make and rebound. And Didn't he, doesn't he lead the league in clutch field goal percentages, though? Yes, or was you, can that shoot like in a, the, you can shoot in the fourth quarter. I don't care. Don't shoot in the first three quarters. That's fine. <laughs> if you want to close games, close games. But hey. do not take 40 shots a game to get you 25 points. If you want to just okay. take, give him 10 shots a game only in the fourth quarter, I'd be completely fair, fair enough. Fair if enough. He needs to we be can... in rhythm, give him five in the, in the third quarter. I, I'll live with I'll live with some shots throughout the game. We can agree to disagree on that sure. one, like usual. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, I Westbrook does bring a lot, but I think he, like you said, you got to take the good with the bad. And I don't think his good is being emphasized enough. Going back yeah, to the hundred percent, yeah. So let's just go starter by starter then, because uh, we talked about Russ. Let's talk about Beal. Beal, okay. in short. Oh boy. <laughs> Me and <laughs> me and Ray have a very very heavy discussion on Bradley Beal. I might not get into. <laughs> hey, let's just let's just let the conversation we'll go, flow, we'll okay? We'll <laughs> so Beal, I think had a fantastic season. A hundred percent. Yes, yeah, he did. Thirty points per game. Very up, solid. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, uh, and in the regular season, got a lot of defensive attention when it came to uh, double teams, triple teams. Led the league mm. in double teams per possession by a lot. Uh, wow. Okay. Like, I, I think it was that. by like by uh by like fifteen percent or something ridiculous over Devin Booker and uh, Steph Curry. Damn. For a second, he they were really on his ass, and he still averaged thirty. Yep. yep. So 
I Beal obviously had some defensive lapses uh, that were obvious for a lot of the season. I still don't think he's a bad defender. Uh, having lapses doesn't really make you a, well, a terrible. I, I, I don't think it was. And I'll I'll say this: I don't think, as far as defense, I wouldn't say it's an individual thing. It's for us. I I can only talk about the Wizards, I guess. But for the Wizards, I think it's more of a collective, like discipline, staying locked in type of thing. I think these guys can play defense. They're just lazy, like half the time. Um, That's true. But go ahead, go ahead. You say about no, Beal. So, so his yeah, defense is not that bad. His defense is not that bad, and I think a lot of that, like you say, of lapses thing. That's also on coaching, which we're yeah. going to, we'll go. We'll get back to Scott Brooks <laughs> in, a, in to, totality. Lord. <laughs> but overall, I, if you hit the exact same season from Beal with a better roster around him, this is a better team. He was the most consistent strong point of this team the entire year. Yeah. And I understand why they want him to be the franchise cornerstone. Is it the right move? We still have to wait and see if they have like an adequate roster built around him. Because yeah. I think a lot of people would agree that the role players on this team are not up to snuff this year. Well, I th- honestly, and this might be an unpopular or controversial opinion, I don't think we should build only around... Beal, like Beal is not the guy that's going to be playmaking, right? Like he's our he's he our leading like, scorer. I think he averaged like five or six uh, assists per game as well. He averaged like thirty-one, five and six this year. It's ridiculous, or which is great. But I, and just in my opinion, you should sure. build the team around who is going to be facilitating the ball, who is going to get guys going. I would build the team around Russ, honestly. Um, Mm. I mean, oh. there was this uh, there was this one team in uh, in Oklahoma who tried that for a lot of years, and uh, <laughs> they they couldn't get out of the first round. So yeah, I'm, gonna, you're I'm funny, just gonna right? say that, and we're gonna <laughs> move <funny>. on. <laughs> I, but like I said, I also don't know for sure if uh, if Beal is the franchise cornerstone. They did, he did take that team to the playoffs though. Which one? And they built that that OKC team you were talking about that. They were trying to build around him. He took them to the playoffs, and that wasn't like a great team. Let's be real; it was not a great team. I mean, um, he had he had various levels of team for his entire tenure there. Like he had the he made the playoffs both without anybody, and he made the playoffs and got lost in the first round with Paul. I know, but we're talking we're talking about <laughs> when it was just building around him. Yeah, you don't think you think Paul George was the building block when he was there? Oh, no, right. Okay, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, what, how did I forget that? You're right. You're right. I still don't okay. think he can do And plus, he, he's not proven that he is a playoff performer. And he's like 32 years old. So I'm I'm anti-building around Russ. But we can agree to disagree on that. The, the one thing I will say is, and this is nothing to do with Russ, please. Whoever's <laughs> watching, this is nothing to do with Russ. I do miss playoff john wall like john wall was very fun to watch um he never got like, sweet it was just never got swept. It was, he <laughs> never got he, swept. he was gonna put on a show every night no matter what and that's like let me ask you this would you did you feel like a show was put on every night for our oh playoff game? hell no we were losing by th- i was at a game where we lost by 30 so you know I mean? in the playoffs you it never felt I mean? like we were close in most of the games. And I think part of that, putting on a show and like trying to make sure that shit doesn't go south, is feeling like you belong to the city. And I'm not sure that Russ 100% feels like he's DC yet. 
Which yeah, is he's fair, only been right? here like sure. six months. Exactly, exactly. So like, I think that'll also come with like bonding with the fans, more games, having more Rui Hachimura moments, but with Russ. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Um, and I think we'll get more performances and show outs right. like that in the mm-hmm. future. Well, let's move on then. Let's talk about Rui. Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Let's talk about Rui. That's okay. Great segue. Cool, cool, cool. Getting good at this, right? So Rui. <laughs> Rui took a leap this year, I think we can say. Yeah. Uh, statistically, I don't know if that showed up. Uh, I think he only averaged like two or three more points per game from last season, if that. Okay. He averaged like 14 and a half, uh, point eight in the playoffs. But like I said, a lot of that's just because foul trouble didn't get a lot of minutes. He also he also missed like three or like four weeks of basketball with yeah, COVID, with COVID, right? Yeah, a lot of the, that was a big deal with this roster. Uh, I yeah. think it robbed us of a lot of... I think Tommy Shepard mentioned this in his like exit press conference. Robbed us of a lot of time of building team chemistry, which is yeah. a big deal when Russell Westbrook is added to your team. Uh, yeah. He's not somebody you can flawlessly insert into a lineup and make it work. You need to have time to bond with Russell Westbrook and kind of learn how he plays to play with him. True. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, I think that's true with – Anybody who's going to be like basically running your entire yeah. offense. If you, know you have a I mean? usage so rate that sure. high, it's going to happen. Yeah. For but sure. I think Russ also had a very, very positive impact on Rui. And you don't have to look any further than yes. Rui yes. to see that. I like that you brought that. that up. Yes. Rui said this himself. He said Russ has made him a lot more aggressive. And yeah. I think just you watching a guy as court. aggressive. Yeah. Just watching a guy as aggressive as Russ and he's trying to tell you be aggressive will have this an impact year, on you. I've seen Rui do more. Ah, flexing like I've met, I was like, bro, you weren't doing this before. I, I like it though. Let's talk about that because that you got his first ever technical foul in the in the only win when he uh, oh when I he dunked on oh you didn't see there. that when he dunked no, on no, Tobias no, Harris, let his nuts hang. Then he wait, you got a tech for that? He, he so what happened was I think he screamed and took a step toward Tobias Harris, which the refs teed him up for. You can't take well, a step te- toward him. You can yell at him. What's the, but the tech, was that later on? No, no, that because was that. I don't remember. That was that. Oh, that was the tech. Really? Right after he got the posterizer, he got teed up. It was... Nah, honestly, soft, though, bro. if that's what's going to... Like, Joel Embiid was humping the air in game one. How is that <laughs> not a tech? Exactly, bro. <laughs> so, exactly. But Rui had a fantastic performance in that game three. Uh, like I said... You know it's a guy you can potentially keep long-term and see how he yeah. develops. If you can do yes. it consistently, then you're doing great. By the way, Grey Wolf with a 1,000 bits in the street. That's the awesome, one bro. thing, though, I truly hope, and like, this is just me being like annoying and spectacle, uh, skeptical. Mm-hmm. I really hope we don't trade him for something stupid, bro, because we're known for it. Like, <laughs> I don't even need, need to bring a Ubre, bro, but let's, you know what I mean? Like, Honestly, I, I think... Hope- I think the difference is, hey, another gifted sub. We appreciate you. Um, hey, y'all are killing it. Yeah, That's awesome. Thanks. But don't have a hype train going, but I think we're going to get there soon. <laughs> Keep doing it. Another awesome. one. It's the second one. Hey. But yes, so Rui, uh, I think he's better than Kelly Oubre was uh, as like a second-year player. I agree. And I think the organization yes, knows that. Yes, second year, exactly. And I think the organization knows that. I think that's the biggest difference here. Another thousand bits. Let's go. Uh, man, we can't talk just because we keep getting so much love. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Uh, but yeah, so um, Rui is a better player. Uh, I think he's a lot more efficient. Like he had a 71 true shooting percentage in these playoffs. Didn't Do get a lot of attempts. better than Oubre now? No, not yet. 
Not yet. Okay. Give him two years. He'll be there. Okay. Give him, okay. He'll be there. Uh, I I mean, next year, he'll be... Uh, yeah, he's not, he's, he's not far off. He's definitely not far off. He also came in as an older rookie. Uh, hasn't been playing basketball that long, at least since he was like 14. But, you know, it's yeah. definitely a reason why. But it, it makes it all the more impressive that he's this good this fast. Yeah, dude, I saw an interview of someone in Japan. He's... I'm getting it right, right? He's from Japan. Yes, I don't want to. Sh- from Japan. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. There was an interview of this like Japanese kid. He's like, "Oh, Rui is the reason. Like, I'm chasing my dreams, and this, this, and that." And I'm like, "Like, holy crap! Like, this guy is legitimately a huge influence in Japan. Like, they look up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, not just like boys, like boys, girls, everybody. They're all they love this guy, and that I love that he can be that figure for." A whole nation, really. Like that's man. not like, man. That's not like Ted. I'm gonna be real with like you. Ted, you saw, you're spitting some Tommy <laughs> propaganda right now. It's uh, yeah. it's not great. But no, Rui. I do love Rui. Uh, he, I yeah. think he's gonna be a very solid player. It's great that he's setting an example and being a role model for the kids of Japan. Yeah. But I think on his career trajectory, I think it was great that he got to spend five games watching Tobias Harris play up close yeah. and personal. Because yeah. if he, he I think at like his that. peak, he can absolutely play like Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. let alone Kawhi Leonard's 45 the other night, just saying. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. I was just about to bring yep. up Kawhi. Yeah. Kawhi and Tobias Harris are probably the two most common comparisons for Rui Ceiling. I think we see that he can do it. That 20 and 14 game on efficient shooting, he's got the talent necessary, just got to put in the work to be consistent. And if he does that, I still don't think he's a third star necessarily, which this team is kind of in need of. But it's a very, very helpful player that you didn't really expect to have this quickly. And it's Which is crazy, actually, if you really think about it, that in today's NBA, you need to have a third star just to... Just to have your foot in the door at having a chance, you know what I mean? Like that's I would, pretty. It doesn't insane. even need to be a star, really. You just need two and a half star players. Like I don't yeah. think the Bucks have three star players, but I'd say like I'd say Middleton is half a star. So you yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Giannis, no, you got Drew Holiday, and then you got solid, yeah. Chris Middleton is the second half of a star. You got like Simmons, I would say is still half of a star. Ben Simmons still half a star. <laughs> Yo, oh my god, he's a star like, on the defensive end. Not a look, star. I'll be the first to say. I mean, personally, I'm not a big fan of him. I think he's overrated, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Justin but I have to give him at least, I have to give him credit at least. He's a defensive he's a superstar. Ball. He's a defensive superstar. I'll say that much. But offensively, you know, when you have no nah, jump shots, yeah, nah, all nah, he, exactly. his entire bag is floaters and layups and dunks. When uh, a team, when a team's game plan is, is to, to like, get you to the free throw, I, you, I can't consider you being like what everybody says you are, bro. I can't. I'm sorry, man. And he's still young. He's still got time. But uh, again. How old is he? He's 24, 25. Still very young. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still very young. Uh, but yes. So back to the Wizards. Rui yeah. is on the right path. Just has to keep going. 100%. If he takes another leap next year, then that's that helps a lot. Because that adds a defensive stalwart that can score yeah. on a consistent basis. We just need him yeah. to be that and we'll be all right. Grey Wolf yep. and Ty are just going ridiculous with these bits, man. I just, <laughs> every two seconds, I just hear the bit notification. We appreciate y'all. <laughs> Thank okay. you, guys. You guys are killing it. Seriously. For real. So I want to talk about uh, Bertans and Gafford as the last two members of the team we talk about. Oh, we boy. Stuff. Bertans. Bertans. 
did not have a good season um, at all. Man, he came into the came into the year. Shout out, out Slim. Shout out Slim, by the way. But yeah, no. Biggest Breton he... stand on Twitter. Uh, he did not have a good year. He had a month long stretch where he shot fifty percent. That boosted his three point shooting percentage for the year up to like forty percent. How you said how long? For how long did he have that little streak? He, he, for like a month, he shot forty nine percent. Like when we were seventeen and six, just torching the league. He was. I, I can't up. believe you just said a month because that probably felt like a one week compared to the long. entire season. Yeah, compared to the entire season. Uh, and gosh. yeah, and the Bertans. I mean, I, I want to be a little fair to him because again, he was in the off season in Latvia. I don't fault him for sitting out of the bubble, by the way, because a guy on a pit like on a contract year. I don't blame for wanting to sit out eight games that are kind of pointless, especially after Beals yeah. sitting out. Yeah. He is a good shooter, but nothing else. And I think it's time. It's he's one dimensional, man. Like, very one dimensional. It's just it's sad. It sucks. Like if he could play adequate <sighs> defense. Holy shit! Twenty six hundred bits from Gray Wolf. Dear Lord, <laughs> let's go. Hey. Okay, God damn. All right. Uh, what is what are bits? I don't. I don't, I'm not. Like I'm a, not in this world. I really don't know what that even is. It's like a Twitch currency where it's like it don't. It's like basically each bit is like a cent to um, okay to the streamer. He just donated twenty six hundred dollars and forty one hundred this entire stream. We appreciate you. Bro. Damn. Hey. Appreciate you. But, but uh, yeah, so so Bertaz was basically conditioning right like the first half of the season. Yes. Playing his <laughs> way then, into shape. <laughs> yeah, costing is, his team games. Yeah, I still cannot. We forget saw that it. Portland we literally game. saw it. You man. remember the we Portland literally game? Saw it. Where, <sighs> you're gonna have to Portland remind me. Game, remind me. I think it was in the middle of the year. Might have been in March. He was still not in shape, Bertans. Or it might have been in February. Maybe it was a little bit earlier than that. I think he was coming back from the COVID break. He mm-hmm. Scott Brooks said he had to play his way back into shape. So Scott Brooks played him I in the I clutch. Do remember. I think the, I do remember. The Trailblazers ran switches at him. And scored eleven straight points to put the game out of reach. If he's not hitting threes, all of his value is wasted. Exactly, it's worse. It's almost worse than paying Jan Mahinmi the same money to not play (laughs) because he's playing and costing the team. Yeah, yeah. And the worst part is, is the he's the only shooter on this roster, unless you count Garrison Matthews, who went cold for the entire last month and a half. Bro, the bottom line is. If you're like your archetype, your player, your play style, the reason you're brought in is to literally do one thing, right? Just shoot. Yeah. Can't defend. I don't care. I don't care if you're out of shape. Can't dribble. I don't I don't care if you can't run up and down the court, bro. You better at least be hitting the shots when they come to you, bro. If you get blown out on defense, like the guy's faster than you, whatever, like I'll shit on you for defense, but that's not why we brought you. Like we brought you to make the shot, and he just was not hitting the shot. And, and when that's you unacceptable, and our offense is completely different when he's not hitting another eight hundred bits from Gray Wolf. What a legend! Uh, if he's not hitting his threes, the team has no spacing whatsoever. Because exactly, exactly, so many man. non-shooters on this roster, especially since Thomas Bryant went down, who was who might have helped a lot this season. Uh, yeah. You know, sucks the season could have really player. looked a lot different if he did not get injured. Because he was like, he was he was shooting like forty percent from three over the first ten games. He was he, he was torched. having a career year, a career year. He was he's still crazy. on the way up. I can't wait to see him in Gafford next year. I I hope 
he can come back healthy. Like, just now having this, like, I guess, vibe that the team has against injured players, I'm kind of nervous, but <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see. see what happens. Another thousand bits from Ty. You guys are, you guys are killing it. Keep, keep going. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bertans, please be less useless next year. Get in shape in the offseason so that way you don't have to play your way into shape and miss for the entire four Please. Of the yes. Because <laughs> in the half court especially, you can see the difference. When defenses aren't having to key in on Bertans, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, nothing else matters. It could be old, just get Brad, double teamed. Rui standing in the corner, but he doesn't move because he's still not aggressive. Russell Westbrook is left wide open, and that doesn't matter because he can't shoot. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. very troublesome. So hopefully he comes in next year, next year into shape, and at least proves himself somewhat worthy of that contract we gave him. Is next year his last year on the contract, or he has no, 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 yeah. five years? Remember, eighty million dollars. That was the first year of a five-year, eighty million dollar contract. So what? You didn't know this? No, yeah. I did not. That's why everybody's shitting on Bertans all the time. Five, five, five. Bro, how often do people even sign five years? It's what? Yeah, no, we're the wizards, so we're a little stupid. But uh, bro, it's, like it's five usually years is a lot. Yeah, it's usually superstars that sign like long term like that. I think last year there were two contracts off the top of my head. I can remember that got five years. I'm Travis Bertans. Can you guess what? the other one? Guess the other one. He is a superstar. Miami? He's almost a superstar. No, no, no. Last year, last year. Oh, got, uh, got five years. Five year contract. Plays for the Pelicans. Wait, I can't think right now. Hold on. Oh, He's a star um, that plays for the Pelicans. They got like two of them, bro. Come on. You got this. I'm tripping, First bro. name starts with a B. Brandon Ingram? There you go. <laughs> Those are the only two uh, five-year contracts I remember from last season. One of them looks significantly uh, better than the other. Wow. So, <laughs> man, the fact... Wow, man. Like, the, the only other guy was Brandon Ingram and Bertans. Wow, cool. I believe so. There might have been somebody else in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the two that I remember. One of those is looking significantly better than the other. Uh, Bertans, please come into yes. shape. Hit your threes. And at least your value will be somewhat made up for. Because he is this team shooting as of now. Which is something they have yeah. to address in the offseason. Well, I personally, I think a team would be willing to bite. My only on a trade, I bite on a trade. I, the four only years, sixty-four million dollars, bro. I think I think they would bite. My only concern really is that we actually trade him, and then he actually plays good on a different team, and we're like, oh. Wow. It would depend on the return right. for me. You can't like dump him with four years true, left and have him. True. Stay. But if you trade him for a star, like uh, I'm trying to remember who was the one that people were talking about. It would there, I heard the Jeremy Rose. Grant. Jer oh, he's oh, a free sure. agent. Jeremy Grant. Okay. Uh, I think Bertans and Denny Avdia, contract-wise, just shipping those two for him makes them work. Whoa! Dur that being Dur said, Dur you just you just make your it's his shooting first or second year, right? Who Jeremy? No, 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 no. He's like twenty-seven. Uh, he played with Russell I'll... OKC though. So why? So I, why is his name now being brought up? Because so he was much, only good like this last. year. He was on the okay, uh, okay. he's on the short list for a most improved, I believe. He averaged like. I'm, hey, I'm sorry, Pistons fans. I don't know. About Nobody watches like Detroit sports. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't blame you for that. I thought it was a rookie. <laughs> He's uh, uh, Isaiah Stewart's a good rookie on the Pistons. I'll keep an eye out on him. He was oh, good yeah, this yeah, year. Jeremy Grant played with uh, played with Russ in OKC as well. Uh, also, I don't know if you saw this, but Quentin Mayo reported three names that are interested in playing with Russ and Beal. This I did season. see that. I did see that. Yes, 
DeRozan, yeah, listen, right? DeRozan, Grant, Grant Jeremy Grant, and, and Andre Drummond. Now that's I, I, that's so interesting because we have right we have Gafford and we have Bryant. Yeah, I don't think right? there's any room for Andre Drummond. So it's like I'm gonna be honest. We take that risk, or I would rather, I would rather keep Alex Len as our third option on a vet minimum than uh, than bring in. Like, you would rather have Len over there's Drummond. No, Come on, think about the no, money bro, it's gonna take. No, the Drummond. bro, think about the money. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I don't think Drummond's going to take a minimum salary. Money aside, though. Money aside, though. No money, money aside, do I don't think they're that different of a player, honestly. Like, Andre Drummond just gets open. Re- when was the last time you watched Andre Drummond play a game? When was the last time? Mo. The guy can't play. The guy can't play. Andre Drummond's Mo. not <laughs> He's the least impactful Come center on, in the NBA. Like, Come on, keep saying. man. Well, yeah, he hasn't improved to... at all since his rookie year. All he does Didn't is this guy, doesn't this guy, like, get... Give you like twenty twenty sometimes. Bro. Sometimes, like, but it doesn't matter. How he's can not you impact. say that? Uh, okay, impact. okay. Because you know why? You know why? No, 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 no. You know why? Because <laughs> it'll be the same layup he misses six times in a row, and he gets no, six rebounds. I'm gonna off use it. your same logic on you. Earlier, you said you saw Rui in the playoff being able to perform a certain way, and that because he can do it once, I you t- know he I can do it again. No, no, no. But statistics are li- uh, numbers lie sometimes. No, 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 come on. Okay, so look. So you know the I empty know stat Drummond pattern? Is... No, you know the empty stat pattern if, logic? Nah, That's bro, look, actually know... true with Andre Drummond. <laughs> like, trust me, bro. Just watch him play. If, You'll see. If I know Drummond can do it, that's, bro, he can do it, bro. And I think then, Gafford you, can do it better than Drummond. Bro, and then you pair him up with someone like Russ, who is going to make sure you're not a F-boy. I don't want to curse too much. <laughs> make sure you're not an F-boy. Like, bro, he would be solid, especially with Drummond, bro. You. Watch more Drummond. Go back, watch some Lakers games. Bro, you'll see what I say. Okay, so in the past, we weren't getting no Gafford highlights. No. Nothing about Gafford. You paired him up with Russ, LU, boom. Well, it's also because he wasn't getting minutes. Like, he was just not getting an opportunity in Chicago, right? Andre Drummond has been in the league a decade and still sucks. He's been the same draft class as Bradley Beal. No, bro. He doesn't suck, bro. You can't say he sucks. (laughs) The Lakers, if he was actually a good. The Lakers would still be in the playoffs because he would be able was, to be on. I'll give you that. If he was, if he was next level for sure, he would. I don't know if they would have won the series, but they would have still been in the playoffs. It would have gone to at least a game like seven. I, I we'll can see. respect your opinion on that. Ask any Lakers fan as well. Trust me, it's Andre Drummond's <laughs> not it. But Demar Derozan, Demar Derozan. Okay. okay. I'm not a big fan of Demar Derozan coming to this team. I tweeted about it in jest a couple months ago. I was just like, this is going to be an offense consisting only of mid-range jumpers. If DeMar the new age him. Michael Jordan. Isn't that what they call him? <laughs> I, I mean, I see how they're... That's, that, I think that's just like what LeBron's fans say to shit on Jordan. <laughs> but it's... Uh, DeRozan yeah, is a solid player. When you say it like player. that, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's what happens. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good player. I mean, we saw he's not a number one option. Mm-hmm. I don't, he would probably be the number two option coming here because I think Russ might, wouldn't Behind, take as many shots. Wait, what's, in terms what's of scoring, in terms of, in terms of scoring, uh, in terms of scoring, it would be Beal, D- Don, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Russ. I agree, yep. It, it doesn't sound like, it sounds like the least efficient offense in the history of the NBA. So in the age of analytics, I, it doesn't I, make any sense to just take I a mean, bunch of mid-range jumpers. Yeah, that, the, the league is the mid-range more does more turn me off. The mid-range does turn me off, but I think the Rosen is seasoned enough to where, again, credit to Russ and being a leader. I think you pair him up with a Russ. I think you can make some kind of noise. I don't know if we'll make it far, but you can make some kind of noise. 
I'm gonna call bullshit on that. And, you know why? Hold and on, then worst level, hold on, wait. And then worst case scenario, you can make a trade package with DeRozan and get some other assets. I never like signing a guy just to trade him. I, like when D'Lo went to the Warriors, that pissed me off a little bit. But yes, uh, <laughs> back to the back to the leadership thing. This man played with Kyle Lowry for most of his career and was booty um, in the playoffs. I don't think leadership matters to Demar Derozan. Well, I mean, it's not, but it's not like Lowry is. He's a good leader, but he's not like he's Russ leader. You know what I mean? Like, Russ is a next come level on, type of leader, bro. Come on, bro. No, come on. They're the same. They're exact same when it comes to leadership. No, no. They're exactly the same when it comes to the leadership aspect. That's it, it's that's the entirety of what makes Kyle it's Lowry like a star in this league. Yeah, no, because he's not that right. great of a player. He's a savvy you're player. Right. But he's a leader, and that's what everybody loves. I want to disagree with you so bad, but like, you are making solid points. You right? are making solid points. Um, but no, like, I I think overall DeRozan uh, okay. would be a nice addition, just because having good players never hurts. But I don't think it really yeah. raises your ceiling as a team when it comes to uh, when it comes to adding I, I, him to the Wizards. I think it does. I think it does, especially in the East. That's that's true. Wait. What would you say is the stronger conference right now? The East or the West? The West. Very easily. Still very easily. LeBron didn't get out of the first round in the playoffs in the West. LeBron and Anthony Davis. They, Obviously, they were injured. But that's usually uh, an indicate right, how many superstars are out of the East right now outside of Russ and Beal because the whole team sucks. <laughs> true, 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 true. I think overall, I, don't know, I was just thinking about it. I couldn't really make up my mind. Like I it guess, does. It did kind of feel like toward the beginning of the season the gap was closing, but now, now that we're at this point of the season, it, we were wrong. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. the West is definitely still stronger. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. For sure. Except for, sure. for the Nets. Def- definitely, if a couple superstars come over to the East, it'll definitely start to change some more. Um, so. It's it's getting better because it used to be like yeah. I remember two years ago there was zero first team All NBA players in the yeah. East and that was ridiculous. Yeah, no, was now at least we got some, but yeah, and that uh, that's when we were really like, yo, we could easily make yeah. the Eastern because everybody else finals. was bad. Like, this it is was for just anybody. LeBron. Exactly, exactly, and we <laughs> couldn't even do that. God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's think it back on the future because uh, we talked yes, about yes, we yes. talked about all three of those guys. Yeah, I want to talk about what else needs to happen in the offseason for this team to improve. Because hmm. the obvious one that we've touched on a few different times, coach it. Get him out of go. here, coach. Get coach him out of here, got to coach. Go. <laughs> Get him out of here, coach. <laughs> if you have been oh. listening to this podcast in the last few months, I have been saying there is a 0% chance Scott Brooks returns because Randy Whitman was fired for a lot less. They are Look, starting to scare me a little bit and dude, <laughs> saying things that are very, very I saw uh, what Tommy appreciative said, of Scott Brooks and the job he did. Yeah, Tommy said, like, you got to give Scott a lot him, of – I think he yes. said you got to give him a lot of credit for keeping this team together during hardships. He said this was the, the hardest wizard season of all time, some shit like that, of all time, and that Scott Brooks did a great job for the situation he was in. Come on, bro. You can't go out here saying shit like this, man. Even if no. that was the case. Even if that was Yeah, the case. bro. Let me like even if yeah, that bro. was the case and he did a great job in the worst season I've ever. You, you finished two out, games bro. under 500. <laughs> and we've had 5 years of two playoff series wins? Yeah, man. Total? How many I think yeah, what is it? The you furthest could, we went. Told them in was private. Game seven he could have told them that in private. 
You don't have to say it. I don't, they don't got to shit on him in public before the end of the season either. I'm sure there's not going to be any hard feelings if they do separate True. and want him to get a job elsewhere. If you just go out there and shit on your coach the day after the end of the year, <laughs> I, I don't think that's that's going to come off great that's optically. True, that, it probably hurts your chances at a future head coach. That's true. That's true. But uh, I want to talk I, about – like, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I, I think I think they're – they might give him like a a sneaky one year. Let's try one more time. That's, like I'm, I'm kind of I understand where you're coming from, but I kind of agree. <laughs> I think I my hope is that nothing no, this does not happen. Mm. But what I think might happen is they give him a two year extension to mass uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook contract. Just because oh, no. Russell Westbrook is the whole reason he's here is because of Capra. I right? didn't like that. The way you said that, I didn't like that. <laughs> oh no. It's uh it's a very <laughs> troubling sentiment. And it should not be the case. But part of me is very scared that that's the direction we're headed. Yeah, man. I could see that happening too. So you I want to talk about the specific a lot of people have asked, like, why I hate Scott Brooks so much. Because I if it's it's not obvious to everybody, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain a little bit. His rotations make no sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't ever see any reason. He did this the entire year whenever they were healthy. Russell Westbrook, Ishmith, and Robin Lopez being on the floor at the same time makes no sense. Those guys all yeah. need to live in the paint for their, uh, for their offense to have any effect. Ish yeah. got better from three toward the end of the year, so it kind of helped that out a little bit. But overall, his rotations make no sense. Secondly... His biggest strength, if you ask anybody around the league, is player development because he took an OKC team stacked with the most talent we've ever seen and took them to the finals when they were all young. <sighs> now they're all MVP candidates. I don't think yeah. you can credit Scott Brooks with that. Yeah, no. I think the reason that he gets that reputation is because he lets his stars do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. And the yep. same way, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was, I think his first name was Doug, Jordan's coach before Phil Jackson. Uh, Doug Collins, I think. Does the same thing. Just give your star the ball, let them go to work. Mm. No plays, just vibes. I just ISO with vibes. It's good because that means Beal's bag is probably a lot deeper than it was five years ago, and we've seen Beal just steadily improve every year of his career. But when you have to be the best player on the floor at all times in order for your team to contend, you have to do that, right? Because otherwise, you're going to be blown out by 50 every single game. Yeah. So when it well, comes it's to it's funny. Sorry, I was just gonna just throw this out there. I was watching a video last night. It was a Kobe Bryant interview actually, and he was talking about how what it takes to have a championship team. And he said basically your roster has to have two things for it to work. It needs to have defense and rebounding. <laughs> like if you don't have those two things, you're not gonna. Win I would a add in the modern NBA period. now, you also have to add, add uh, three point shooting. But those three things. Yes, I agree. this was an interview from like I don't know, like Skip Bayless was interviewing him. So this was like a long time ago. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you're right. You just add shooting to that for sure mm-hmm. now, um, and that's something we need. We gotta improve that defense a hundred percent. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know how. Like, what? Just getting players. Like, it's a mental thing, though. You know what so, I mean? So there's a lot of different ways you can improve defense. One is actually implementing a scheme. Uh, This year, Brooks left it to assistant coach Mike Longabardi, who tried a lot of different things that didn't really work. Zone, man to man. Mm -hmm. Like, it was... I don't know. The zone was kind of interesting, and it worked in spurts. Uh, It did not work when they tried it every play. 
which yeah. they definitely needed to for a stretch because they couldn't guard anybody. Like Beal said, they couldn't guard a parked car. Man, and uh, I, more. I didn't like. I didn't like when he came out and said <laughs> things like that. Like that was not a good look for him or uh, the team. I mean, he wasn't wrong, but yeah, he's, yeah. It was definitely not a great look uh, on anybody when your yeah. star players say you can't <laughs> guard an inanimate object. But there's a lot of different ways you can improve defense. Um, namely, just uh, again, like I said, implementing a system. But you also need personnel that can defend. When you look at this roster right yeah. now, you have maybe like four people who are like defensive specialists. No, not even. Maybe two people who are defensive specialists when healthy. Gafford, Denny Avdo. Yeah. That's a rookie and a second-year player. <laughs> you want to add Rui yeah. as an improving defender? Sure. That's a second and third. That's yeah. a two second-year players and a rookie. That You're yeah. not going to go very Bare- far if your barely, defenders are Bro, young. that's barely half of your starting lineup. Yeah. Like, and which is crazy. Gafford didn't start until the last couple games of the season, which was a good thing. Exactly. By the way. I'm glad Brooks did that. Um, <laughs> overall, though, you need defensive personnel because as much as we like to say like basketball, defense is about heart and mindset. If you don't have a certain skill set, you can't play defense against the yeah. elite offensive players. right? You need a longer wingspan. You need good foot speed. That's why I thought Isak Banga maybe would step into a bigger role this year. Kind of was improving his foot speed toward the end of last year. Has super, yeah, super long slide. arms. Looks like Slenderman most of the time. Um, he The one thing... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, he just was bad most of the year, so he wasn't in the rotation. So you need to add a bunch of... Uh, I would say the primary need for this team are three and D wings. Maybe a guy like Tony Snell. Yeah. Maybe a guy like Alec Burks, who was on the Knicks this past year. Mm-hmm. Either one of those guys would be very solid additions. True. Well, what I was going to say was, my biggest thing with Scott Brooks... Um, and there's many things, but the one thing that really like just ticked me off the entire year was how inconsistent, and I think you mentioned this, his consistent, his, uh, rotations were, and I mean it in the point of like, there would be games where a player would go off, mm-hmm. like he would go insane. Garrison Matthews and did that all, a couple times. all you literally had to do was, oh, this worked last night. Let me try to implement this the next game because it worked. But no, Scott Brooks would be like, it worked. I'm never trying this again and throw it out the back. Like, how does that make sense? Why would you not continue to do stuff that works? Like, and that's really what, especially with his big man rotation, like some games. He didn't start Gafford Daniel Gafford until the last game of the season, the last two games of the season. It was just. Man, I don't know, bro. He was clearly the best of the three bigs for pretty much the entire game. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I guess he just loved Robin Lopez, man. That was really just... How can you not? That was his guy. That was his guy, Gotta get them hook shots up. (laughs) That was his guy. But that was my main thing, just the inconsistent rotations. Like, that was... And also because I played fantasy uh, basketball, so that that pissed me off. But there would be a lot Um, of, like... I, another thing that after Troy Brown was traded, as we like to call him on this show, Troy Bum Jr., he um, uh, I felt I, I bad for him because I liked him when we first drafted him and thought he had potential nah. and just didn't get any playing time, man. And that was a big any. thing with Scott Brooks. He would never tell the players out of the rotation what they would need to do to get in the rotation. That yeah. was something Troy Brown mentioned. That was something other former players have mentioned. Which is and that's silly. You would very think silly. that's a common uh, conversation you and going have back with your to players. the going all the way back to the defense thing. Another way you mm-hmm. can improve defense is to watch film and see what's wrong, 
Scott Brooks is mm. known for not watching film, which I don't understand how mm. you get to the highest level of competition yeah. and you're really just a personality manager. I just assumed that we watched film, but it we was don't. shocking to me that we don't. That's kind of crazy. His and very telling. <laughs> his entire strength is his personality. He can be just fine as an assistant coach. He's not cut out to be a head coach of the Bro, National Basketball Association. As a business owner, if I hire you and you tell me you're not doing part of the job that I hired you for, that's very alarming to me, okay? Like, I would be very willing to fire you for telling me you're not doing your job. Right. So I don't understand why he was even confident telling people that. Like, <laughs> what the heck? I don't know, man. I, I just hope they don't trust the word of Russell Westbrook too much and bring him back. There are a lot of other um, there are a lot of other coaching candidates I'd like to take a flyer on. Talking about defense, Wes Unsell Jr. is running de- uh, Denver's defense right now. He turned Nikola oh, Jokic really? into like this chubby, unathletic European I dude into one of the that. best wow. uh, pick and roll bigs in the league. Wow! I didn't know and that. you know he's the son of Wes Unseld, yeah, former exactly, exactly. Bullets legend. Exactly. Rest in peace, um, Becky Hammond. The uh, She's the assistant, assistant in uh, San Antonio San for Greg Antonio, Popovich, yeah. Greg Popovich disciple. Greg Popovich disciples yeah. are not That's always awesome. great. That's but, awesome you know, that people are really looking at her like, yo, wait, let's try to get her to Oh, I don't do know if you saw this, by the way. Uh, you definitely know who this is, but you know, remember Kara Lawson from uh, the Wizards broadcast? Yes, yes. Did you hear? She's she with Sacramento, be... right? No, no, no she's, in, she's the Duke's women's head basketball coach right now. Did you oh. hear, though, that she's in contention to be this next Celtics head coach? No way, no way, no She was way. an assistant coach for the Celtics after she was a Wizards up. Uh, Yo, that team. would be awesome, bro. Yep. Oh, my goodness. It's great to see that women get, so a little more, uh, get a little more love when it comes to these coaching searches. For real. And she was awesome when she was here in D.C. Like, she, I loved when she was talking uh, and, like, doing the commentating for the game. She was really cool. I think Seriously. I just kind of held her to the same standards as Phil Chenier, which probably wasn't fair to her because uh, Phil Chenier was like, <laughs> He was the voice of Wizards basketball yeah. to me growing up. So then going yeah. from him to her was kind of like a culture shock. She was good, though. Uh, definitely knew yeah. what she was talking about, knew the game. De- she was definitely better than what we have now. <laughs> Anything just... would be better than what we have now. Um, <laughs> me and you would be better than Drew Goodman. Right <laughs> 100%. 100%, man. But, yes. So, overall, don't bring Scott Brooks back. Take a look at some of these other head coaches, uh, coaching prospects. Sam Cassell, another one, uh, former Wizards assistant and now Philly assistant. Just solid coach all around. Very, very good, uh, potentially, to be the next head coach of the Wizards. What do you think of the Trailblazers uh, head coach? Terry Stotts. See, to me, he did a lot of the same things Brooks did uh, when it came to his stars. Lillard was just really, really good and bailed him out a few times. Uh, There's a lot of iso ball, a lot of bad rotations, a lot of defensive lapses as well. Yeah. It's too similar. Him and Kenny Atkinson, the uh, the former Brooklyn Nets head coach. I don't think they would necessarily be an upgrade in any capacity. But, Same. Same I, I mean, just look at, like, the Suns. They took an assistant coach who was well-respected, made him a head coach, and look how it's working out for them now. Where uh, The assistant coach was from what team? 76ers. The 76ers. Monty oh, Williams. Okay. Um, okay. He was in the league for a long time. Like He coached Chris Paul as an assistant coach 10 years ago. And this was his mm. first uh, playoff series win, I think, as a head coach. Wow. So good. How, how, how far do you think the Suns are going to make it? 
Western Conference Finals. Uh, I still think I'm, I, if not the finals, but I, I really want the Nuggets to make the finals because I love. If CP three can stay healthy, they could, they could maybe they make some noise. They've been they some pretty. They've been pretty healthy most of the year. Finals. Healthier teams. Then he have final. like. Doesn't he have a messed up ankle right now? That he's um, playing through or shoulder? I think. I think it was shoulder, but that because of the whole thing with LeBron, like they pulled mm. each other's shoulders. <laughs> if I <laughs> like. Oh, look at that. The camera went out after a whole hour. Yeah, we made at it least. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but yeah, so I think back to what this roster needs going forward. Um, Sorry, defense and shooting. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> I think we need defense and shooting as our primary two things. If you can get yeah. a 3 and D wing, this fixes a lot of issues. Hell, if Denny Avdia can be an efficient 3 and D wing, that fixes a lot of our issues. I don't think it's a lot of pressure to put on a second-year player yeah. coming off of an injury. Coming exactly, exactly. But I, and he definitely showed flashes of being able to do that last season. I mean, started the year shooting like forty-two percent from three, and then realized he couldn't shoot, and then started missing a whole bunch. <laughs> well, he, I, I wouldn't say that the injury is gonna hold him back that much because it was a hairline fracture, mm-hmm. and he's about halfway I mean, through his recovery per time yeah i know an injury is an injury never take that away from someone i've had a hairline fracture before and like it did take a little bit of time but knowing he's a professional athlete and has the, the resources care. exactly i think he can come back like it never happened honestly mm-hmm. yeah i mean his athleticism will probably still be there uh it's just yeah. a matter of how much practice will he be able to get while he is injured yeah. Because having a yeah. shortened off season as a rookie kind of sucks, mm, right? As it is, I forgot about that. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of you'll see a lot of players take that leap between their like rookie year and their sophomore season, just because yeah. they have a whole off season to work with uh, with NBA coaches and like get some NBA are, treatment and stuff. Are we starting the regular season in December this Not, year? I don't think or so. I think it's going to be back to like October or September. October. Re- okay. Uh, okay, cool. December was just because of the COVID stuff. They wanted to give some time okay. for the bubble. True, um, true, true. But overall, yeah. Um, one more broad question, because this yeah, is going to be up? something I've. This is something I've gone back and forth about. What's up? Did the Wizards make the right decision not tanking? Because not tanking. So the reason I think it's kind of okay. Well, not not tanking, but like. When they were in top five range, just kind of punting on the year, maybe shutting down Beal, shutting down Westbrook with that. Yeah. The reasons I don't think it was as big of a deal, potentially not tanking, as some fans like to. A, if that happens, Bradley Beal's probably requesting a trade now. Maybe. Um, maybe, yeah. Because, I mean, end of the year, all the reports was he wanted to see the roster improve and he wanted to see yeah. us kind of get better Try and to help him and win in his prime. Yeah. Uh, also, if you are trying to compete with this core and you're not uh, committed to a rebuild, the difference between the eighth pick and the 15th pick probably is not that big when it comes to next year. If not, maybe even the 15th pick helps you more because you're more willing to draft like seniors in yeah. out of the outside of the lottery. Corey Kispert, namely, is what I'm looking at at 15. Gonzaga boys. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know too much about this upcoming draft. Just yet, I know I'm probably gonna do my research, mm-hmm. like always. But that's right now, I don't Broad know. Broad, t- big picture though, big picture. Big yeah, picture. yeah. So you, you get a senior that helps you more next year than like an 18 year old mm-hmm. who's potentially a star in four years, right? Yeah. But 
if you're committing to the re- if you're not committing to the rebuild, that guy's not going to develop properly anyway, right? Because Beal and Westbrook are the guys going to be getting shots. I think the only other real upside to the uh, the tanking notion is you don't believe this team has what it takes to win, which I don't blame you for believing because we just saw them uh, get bounced in the first round four to one. So to answer your question, did we make a mistake not tanking? I'm going to always say tanking is bullshit. I don't like tanking. Like I feel like if you're a basketball team, you should go out there and try to win every night no matter what. Even if you're the shittiest team in the world, you, you're you still a team. You're made the league. Like Go out there and hoop. Um, did this team have what it take? Or took to win? Absolutely not. I don't, not as it currently I knew, is. Yeah, I, and I said that, and you know this, I said that within, like, the second week of the season. Like, I knew just from – you could – I don't know how, how, how else to say this other than, like, the way people – the guys were moving on the court, the rotations, the – you could just tell, like, this team wasn't going to get too far this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I will say, it's not – I'm not going to say you shouldn't be – like completely anti-tank. But I think you need to decide if you want Bradley Beal on this roster if you are going to tank. Because if what the reason to tank is not having yeah. a star player on the roster, right? You have yeah. a star player on the roster. That's when you try to do your best to surround other stars yeah. and role players to help them win. Yeah. yeah. But that, you're gonna, exactly, you're right. If you got, bro, not just one, we got we had two. two. Yeah. If you have two stars unacceptable. You cannot tank with two stars on your team. Like that's just They not, won't let it happen. Bro, that's why you'd have, have to. Have you shut ever them heard of that? A team with two superstars, bro. We're talking like legitimate oh, superstars. Uh, Minnesota these are top five. These are top five players. <laughs> Minnesota in their position in the league. Oh, I mean, no, I'm just Carl not Anthony Towns was and Carl Anthony yeah. Towns was injured like half the season too. So, but so Beal and Russ, they're both at least top five in their positions in the league. Like when you have those guys in, in your team. You cannot tank. Like, it's just, I don't know how else to put it. You just can't. You got to compete, bro. The best hope for this team is they get the role pieces necessary to compete. Like, actual NBA players, not these, like, two-way players, not these rookies that are putting too much pressure on. Yes, yes. You need actual veteran role players if you want to win. And And potentially a third I think that's a big part of it, Mo, that... Yes, we're trying to develop our team and like be on a come up, blah 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 blah. But we need some guys that have been in the league and that know how to win. And we can't go on for another ten years trying to develop and continue develop and continue develop. Like maybe Rui, maybe Denny, but outside of that, we need to get solid veterans bro like that's that's what's going to take us to the next level because i've long been saying denny off the bench is probably better for denny don't let it if he gets the ball in his hands that's when he works the best it's probably not best for him to be running an off ball stationary shooter role with russell westbrook on the court make him your backup point guard if you really want to i know how will netto played well this year uh until the playoffs because he had an injury but if you need a backup point guard Look at the look at the young players on your roster and see if they have that capability. Denny still has yeah. no left hand and still has no handle, so he's probably not a point guard yet. Man. But he, it's at least worth it to give him a shot rather than and get bring in like a veteran three and D uh, 
uh, wing to start at the three, no. rather than just have Denny stand in the corner, catch and shoot threes. So uh, I don't know. The Wizards got some work to do for sure. A lot, a lot of work. And my only thing is I just hope we can start out next year how we somewhat ended the season, like with that momentum and <laughs> just actually winning games. Let's just, I'm just going to This put is it, the same thing. We've all yeah. been saying the last seven years. <laughs> like, don't literally remind since. Me, don't remind me, Mo. <laughs> Honestly, I think if, it's if pretty much just, since we've had Bradley Beal and like the yeah. Beal backcourt was kind of like promising. We always say every that. year we got momentum, just got to build on it. Yeah, bro. It's a curse, man. It's a curse. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Wizards are not good. I still think they have a path to being good. It would just take a third star wanting to come here. Which isn't completely We're right outside. there. We're we've, right But we've there. been right there for seven years. So, <laughs> That's I don't why know. it hurts so much. The only we... difference is that <sighs> John Wall, mm. players around the league might view Russell Westbrook as better than John Wall, which yeah. I don't necessarily always believe to be the case, especially watching them in the playoffs. But Here's a weird opinion. I think a lot of players actually, not that they disliked John, but no, I think a lot of players just like John. Maybe they just they knew they wouldn't like blend well with John if they came on the team. I know people think, oh, if I play with Russ, oh yeah, I'm gonna get the ball, I'm gonna eat good. Like so, definitely, I think there's more of an appeal to play with Russ than with John. Plus, and John I think the front office knew that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think the front office knew that too. That's why they took that risk. Um, and this is the so, first offseason yeah. we are entering with Westbrook under contract. With Westbrook, yes. So, so if he is a draw, we will see that in free agency. We will see that. And Beal already said he started his recruiting process. I don't know why you Which, wouldn't want to play with Beal, but we'll see. I understand why you wouldn't want to play recruiting? with recruiting? I don't know. He hasn't really done know. it much. I mean, yeah. who's the best free agent he recruited so far? Uh, I, nobody. Jeff Green? Robin Lopez? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So. We'll see, though. I mean, he wasn't really the franchise cornerstone. John Wall was always trying to recruit. I remember the oh, Paul yeah. George, right after they signed Otto Porter to a max extension, he started recruiting Paul George. He, he, he tried Paul George. <laughs> he tried Cousins. He tried a couple of people, honestly. And AD didn't work, but, you know, yeah. 0 for 3. At least he tried. There was a quote of KD saying that he loved Oakland because it reminded him that he felt like he was driving in D.C., and when he said that, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm done, dude." That might have done. You didn't have to hurt me like I'm that. I'm done, bro. This caused me so I, much pain. I think he, that. Dear Lord. it was on a podcast. I saw, bro. I hope it wasn't like a troll image, but I'm pretty sure I heard it through like his podcast that he said that. I don't doubt and it. And when you, well, I was like, "Wow, you really gonna sit there and say it reminds <laughs> you of being in DC when you just." Could have came to DC, bro. I mean, he's always said like he doesn't want people coming out of the woodwork if he played here, like people from his past. Man. But yeah, pain. Still though, yeah, man. If KD wants to come here after Brooklyn, please do. Like, sure, that's all I'll say. KD, I, I will take you. Not any time in your career. Yeah, we'll t- I'll fuck it. We'll take you, bro. Like, come follow, here. If somebody got to follow in Jordan's footsteps, just just come play here while Did you're you washed. Think, cash check. I don't care. Do you think he forgot Russ? Like. For real, or he legitimately left him on his top five until that guy I said, think he Yo, you're not gonna... I think he forgot. I don't think he has like actual <laughs> for Russell Westbrook. 
But no, no. Do I don't think, think he maybe, likes him enough to play with him again. I'll say that much. But I don't. Think do you think maybe he actually just didn't consider him? To be top five, so he didn't say it, but it's, only because see, the but, guy said it, he was like, "Oh, you right, you right." Because so, uh, the only reason I'm going to defend, so KD, I think he said his top, uh, the guy on the podcast, I think this is Matt Barnes podcast, asked who was his top five favorite teammates. He said James Harden, Kyrie Irving, uh, Steph Curry, and Clay or Draymond. I think he said Clay, Clay, and, and then and maybe Damian Lillard, something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. I think, but yeah. So he left Westbrook off of it, and then the host was like, "Not Russ." And he goes, "Oh yeah, I forgot Russ." And then he took the last guy off and put Russ on there. Yeah. So I, I, I do think he just forgot Russ. I don't think he's malicious. I don't think the <laughs> beef. I think this beef is completely one sided because Kevin Durant has multiple championships. He's been vindicated for leaving. Yeah. Right. Russ still hasn't accomplished anything, so I understand why he's still upset at Kevin Durant. Oh, really quick, man. I. I I wanted to ask you something about what Russ said mm-hmm. in regards to Stephen A. Um, so when Stephen A was like, oh, oh yeah. talking about his like rings and winning a championship. And he was like, yo, championships don't define me. And I could go my whole career here in D.C. and not win a championship. And that will not define me. He's not wrong. I mean, what? he's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. But that doesn't make it any easier for us to hear his Wizards fans. The fact that he said... Like, that's not a pri- – basically, he said, like, that's not a priority of his to win the championship. And that's very alarming to me. I have to be honest with you, bro. Sounds like one hell of a leader, right? That's – it's like <laughs> – oh, God. I, 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 think, I think he needs to, like I said earlier, needs to feel that urgency that DC has because we're hungry, bro. This is a hungry city. We want to win. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he – understands that yet or has I, felt that i don't think he meant it as in like he's not gonna try to win a championship i think it was more along the sense of but it's not, not a gonna priority. feel like i think it's more he's not gonna feel like a failure if he doesn't win one he's uh he's a fantastic but player. St- he's, he's gonna be in the hall you of think game. it's still a priority you think it's still a priority i think as yeah i mean i don't think he would be playing if it wasn't a priority i think everybody in the nba has their mindset on a championship so, whenever the season so you starts. think so just to be clear, just to be clear, so I don't. Unless you're on a shitty like, team, you think Which his goal when the season early. starts, mm-hmm. his goal when the season starts is, I'm going to try and win a championship this year, or it do you think be. he goes out and he, uh, he's like, I'm just going to go play ball and that's it? I don't think he's uh, just I'm going to go play ball and that's it because I I think if that was the case, a lot of these guys like I, I understand the paychecks are super big. Mm-hmm. I I don't think he would be trying as hard as he is on a nightly basis if he's not trying to win, right? Russell Westbrook's entire on-court persona is hustle. Yeah, He's nothing without his hustle. You don't yeah. hustle without an objective. If your objective okay. isn't winning a championship, well, you're not doing it right. Uh, well, a lot of people think his objective is something else, right? They say I don't, But that's the thing. I don't know what else it would be pad, at this point. Pad his stats. Or, I'm not saying that's what it is, but I'm saying that's... You know, people have all these different... Ideas of his See, objective. I don't think you can have an objective to pad stats, right? <laughs> like, if yeah, you no, go I out agree. there and try to win, you will get your stats. Padding uh, stats is not actually like, unless you're Andre Drummond and you're just grabbing your oh, own misses on, over man, and over on, again. Unless you're missing, I don't remember who this was back in the day. They missed a layup on their own uh, rim to get a rebound to pad from triple double. That's stat padding. That's not what Russell Westbrook does. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> 
I don't think he also. Okay, I also don't think okay. he would care about the. Young I know. Guys I, I as much. If he I agree. I don't think. I don't think he ever goes out there in stat pads. I'm just that quote has stuck with me, and I'm just like, I think he, like you said, he's gonna go out there, hustle, play hard, go crazy for his guys. But I'm just nervous that I will say though, uh, I do think isn't the thing. I do think he doesn't care about a title enough to say, let me adjust my play style to do something more conducive to winning, because mm. his style of play, and that's another reason why I think he wants Scott Brooks to stay, because. I think a real mm. head coach, like a Becky Hammond, like a disciplinarian, Greg Popovich style. We'll be like, you need coach, to do this, Tom Thibodeau. This, this. Yes. Well, chew your ass out if you do something yeah. stupid. Yeah. A guy as nice as Scott Brooks is not going to do that. And he mm. never has. And that's why Westbrook loves him so much. He gets to play his own game. Basically, I'm going to give you an example of what you just said. Basically, like that game versus, I don't know if it was San Antonio or so-and-so where Russ got the rebound, and it was like five seconds left, and we didn't even call a timeout because Brooks was like, fuck it. Oh, I thought Russ had an open lane when he was on the other side of the court, and like five defenders were in the paint. Like, bruh. By the way, if, if you remember the game before that, he did call the timeout, and Westbrook got upset about him. Uh, got upset at him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. an even more, like, even more of a sign of what I was saying. Like he's not, yeah. he doesn't actually care about changing his style to win. He wants his yeah. style to win. Yeah. Which yeah, is exactly. kind of counterproductive, but I think that's just his, he is who he is at this point. He's a 32 year old man. Live his life. Yeah. He made his money. Yeah. But I think with that being said, we're about ready to wrap up. Uh, be sure to follow us on all socials at chasing chip on Twitter, chasing the chip on Instagram. Thank follow you for personals. having me. Mo. Yep. At your poppy yeah. Ray. On Twitter, yeah, you guys can follow me at your poppy Ray. I also make music. I produce. If you need an engineer to mix, master your music, hit me up. Uh, I got music coming out soon. Thank you for having me, Mo. I appreciate you. You know, I love talking hoops with you. Like it's it's always like so smooth. We always agree, disagree. Like it's pretty cool. So anytime you want to talk again, like bro, just hit me up for sure. Let me know. All right. I think with that being said, we're about to ready to wrap up the stream though. Everybody be easy and see you later. Peace. Awesome. Take care, y'all.